What song do you have, Robert? You want to kick us off a little ditty? It's, I'm not going to lie, it's a little different. That's fine. That's fine. That was just... That's a sick shirt. It's the optic. I really want that. Everything about that is really great. The color palette, the blue and the red on that shirt is amazing. I think I'm going to get all that tattooed on me. I think you should. I think you should. That's a that's beautiful art. Yeah. That's good art right there, boys. All right, Robert. Let me hear it. Let me hear what offering you bring to plan. the Lord. Oh. Hold on. Start over. Start over. My bad. Okay. Okay. Um. Yes. This is a very different song. <laughs> yeah. Equally just as good in my opinion. Oh, for sure. All right. Here we go. I got a bone to pick. I don't want you monkey mouth motherfucker sitting in my throne again. I'm mad. Mm. But I ain't stressing. True friends. Hey, Ian, would One you have question. the 40? Oh, yeah. I discovered this song on my way here. This is the first time you heard the song was today? never. Wow, okay. And uh, I was doing uh, 35 and a 50, as I love doing. And this song came on. I was boiling angry. Really? Because 15 miles under the speed limit. But oh, so you were forced into that 30 yeah, and a 50. I, was, I okay. would never. Okay. I, don't I see. You don't, shoot, you don't opt to go under the speed limit by that amount. You've driven with me. I have. I have. Not a not a under the speed limit type of guy. I've been driven by you too, and no. So yeah. Great discovery. It was it was absolutely bumping. That's a great sign right there. What? When we get the your disc is almost full notification in uh, five oh. minutes of the podcast. Artful. Oh, there we Beautiful. Go. Gotta love that. Got to wow. love that. Wow. Anger, my anger is rising. Boy, is it. Uh, Yours and mine both, my friend. <laughs> Whoa, it's not cold. Really? Are you here to defend Mormonism, Robert? Is I that am. The, is that the take you've decided to take on the podcast, is that you're going to defend the Mons? I'm a... The Morns? I'm a Machiavellian <laughs> simp for the Mormon belief system. How how can you be both a Machiavellian, aka someone that manipulates, and be a simp, someone that is manipulated? Is it like a passed down generational thing where it's like the manipulate teach you, you then manipulate the younger, then they manipulate the next generation, and so on and so forth? See, it's kind of a. It sounds like a contradiction <laughs> to itself. Many might get confused, but it's a strategy. Okay. I'm a Machiavellian in in the Mormon system. I'm high ranking. Mm. And therefore, I uh, defend the Mormon system mm. with as a simp with my, with I every last. I see. I see. So you are a, you 
play by the rules. You are. I play by the rules that benefit me. That's what I'll say. Well, that can't be true because if you're sent for the Mormon system, half those rules don't benefit you. So are you? So that would that mean that you are? So how how seriously do you take the rules for yourself of the Mormon system? Are you just more of like an upholder for others, do as I say, not as I do, kind of kind of thing? Um, like a nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Like I mean, all men are created equal, but like you know what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah, exactly. like that kind of thing. I mean, now I'm going to tell everyone I follow every rule to a T, which I, I do, which is and what I makes fully you believe. such a and I fully believe a great leader. And and I really do follow all the rules to a T. To an extent. Do you want to move that fan from behind you? No, it's annoying? fine. It's not pissing me off at all. Okay. Okay. Um, Feel free to just stick it in the corner if you want. Throw it on the bed even. Get the dust on the bed. <laughs> the dust settles on the comforter. Amen. Hmm. So you f- you tell people that you follow rules to the T. Mm-hmm. And I do. And you do. Okay. And I do. Okay. And that's it? Yeah. I, so so then where does the Machiavellian side of this come in? So 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 far all I can see is you are a simp for the Mormon religion mm-hmm. and the rules that they play by. Mm-hmm. And so then where does your manipulation come in? And how do you keep that within the rules and or confines of the Mormon faith? The beautiful things about rules is there's always a loophole and there's always a workaround. Mm. Mm. And there's always, people are, listen, people, you speak enough and people will listen. That is a true you fact. You talk enough with confidence in how you obey the rules. But there's just certain things that, you know, I have to do as a leader, as a spokesman for I see. the system. I see. I see. So it's like, listen, these are the rules but there are certain situations that I have been burdened with as a person who goes forth and spreads my faith and is a leader in the cause for the Mormon cult system. And um, so, and you have to sometimes use the loophole, the back staircase. I like don't, America I don't has. want to, but you guys don't understand the, the pressures, pressures that the are on you. I, I, I am. Mm-hmm. And so, for and uh, because of that, you have to do what has to be done. And yeah, and are I you have saying, to do the things that? that now, are you most, calling the other followers of the church simple-minded and that they wouldn't grasp absolutely the not. kind of things absolutely that you're dealing not. with on a regular basis? Absolutely not. They have been gifted. I have been burdened with God's, with this Mormon Jesus's calling. Calling. They they are the ones that are free and to worship but i am burdened oh, so they, i see. i in a way I am at a disadvantage but so, an advantage to do the lord's bidding your role really is to free the rest of the congregation up to just be worshipers of the lord on high amen amen i keep and the you devil have to go do the dirty work okay so you're going you're going hand to hand with lucifer while the rest of them are hands up listening to a hymn being sung I go hand to hand with Beelzebub. Beelzebub. Okay. Okay. I go hand to hand with one of the most beautiful angels that was ever cast out of heaven. And where do you? F- where does the manipulation come in? What are you manipulating? The rules, the system, people, the devil himself, everything. Okay. 
myself even. You have to manipulate yourself from time to time? From, just from just from to be time. able to make things work? Amen. Okay. Okay. Interesting. I was watching a documentary about Mormons last night, mm. uh, and it was very interesting. They had this guy. It was like a certain sect of the Mormon religion where it was the, like, um, FLDS or something like that, where it's, like, the more strict, like, hold to the very original beliefs. Because, you know, it changes because that's how religions go. Um, that's how you know it's a solid one when they could just typo right rewrite the book yeah. oh well Days we didn't mean this allowed. well caffeine well we can, we don't drink coffee but soda i mean now that that's it i mean i guess we could do that um and the guy he was the he was considered to be the head prophet for that congregation and um they were the in the sect of mormons where they would marry multiple wives mm. and the dude died in his 80s with i believe it was 82 wives Wow. And uh, he... Sounds like a financial burden. Yeah, how was he supporting these these women? Uh, well, when you're the lead prophet of the church and basically the reincarnate Jesus in the eyes of these people, you I'm pretty well. sure that they support you well enough. Mm. Amen. And, uh, and then his son, one of his sons, because he had like 60 sons and 60 daughters. I would imagine. And uh, one of his sons started getting uncomfortably close to the daughters, according to one of the other brothers. And the father would just brush it off and say, hey, we don't speak of this. I will handle it. And that guy kind of became his number two. Of course, they picked the pervert from the group. And then he was the new prophet. I wouldn't say pervert. I'd say more go-getter. And I was watching these. They had these, like, girls that were his wives before he they passed away. And then they've now left the Mormon church. And uh, they were, like, 19 marrying him when he was 60 something way it should be and uh they were they were had no idea how babies were made they thought that you made babies by kissing and um twas quite a shock to them when they were told that they were going to do some love making because they would line up in these lines all the wives like 60 wives would line up and all go in and kiss him goodnight and say goodnight to him and then he would choose one or two of them that he wanted to sleep with that night and then, you know, really, he, this guy has really set himself up well. You just oh, get, this, you, this guy's a master. It's like live Tinder. You just swipe through him. All right, good night, good night, good night. Dude, you that is stay. So you stay behind. Cool. You, because, we're out. you know, we're as out. guys, your preferences tend to change day to day. It will shift and shimmy. And shimmy. And that way, you can be like, ah, I'm not feeling Sarah. I want Bethany. I want Bethany today because something about, I'm feeling I'm like feeling I'm in the peachy. mood. I'm not feeling Melanie. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And um, But none of them were melanin. And that was the one oddball I saw. Pretty stark white group of wives that he had. Racist? Um, No, but... I can't imagine a, an ethnic Mormon. Yeah, I think That's it's like, because... I think it's because ethnic people are a little bit more like... They're not as are easily... Are they lesser than? No, they're not as easily duped. They're more like... Um, suspicious that someone's trying to get the better of them. I don't know if it has something to do with the past histories that we've had with minorities. Say, I got a joke. Okay. And so maybe they don't... They've been duped before. <laughs> they've been duped once before, and they're not going to let that happen again. So when some Is white guys... canceled? No, I think that's valid. I think that's valid reasoning on the side of minorities. And we're just pointing out... I don't think they got out. duped. I think they just got sold off. Swindled? Uh, no, betrayed. I think betrayed is... Backstabbed. Stabbed. Yeah, 100% backstabbed. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. Sold by their peers. 
mm. to the devil, the white devils. Who is the who in your life is the person that like when they betray you, it hurt the worst? Is it family? Is it friend? Is it mentor? Is it peer? Is it me? Someone beneath you that you've been mentoring? Like, what do you think is the the most hurtful backstab you could get from someone? Because I feel like almost maybe it's you're the mentor to someone, and then they come up and turn uh, their back on you. Yeah. You feel like you failed in teaching them. Yeah, you've, you've not only failed them, you failed yourself, and you have have love for this person, and to see them turn out to not only be everything you wish they weren't, but to inflict it back on you, mm-hmm. which is probably the rightful person I've inflicted upon, because you must have messed up somewhere along the way. Like, I bought a nightstand, and it looks like a table, so something, when I put this together, it must have not been done right. Interesting. Hmm. Um, what do you think? Who will be the most painful backstab? Hmm. I mean, I've seen a couple puncture wounds in your spine area. Oh, yeah, I've been punctured. A few times. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of ironic. But people um, in different places of your life, so... different. Yeah, you could say different places. Mm-hmm. Definitely not in this room. No. Nope. Tristan do be a snake, though. A slippery little snake. He looks snake. like a snake. He's got snake-like features. Yeah. He's got... He's got... And his penis is slimy like a snake. That is true, but like that's because you, he doesn't shower when you shower grab after. it, it kind of has that, like, sticky... Like, when you know when you grab a slug and there's that, like, sticky yeah, residue yeah, yeah. coming off? That kind of comes it's, off. It's like a... It's like a like came, but never washed it's like it a well, It's like a well-cheesed pizza. Yeah. So when you pull the slice, you just yeah. get all the residue mm. that kind of strings mm-hmm. along. Yeah. Well, that's, a, that's what's great about Tristan is you can come in when you finally uncontact Tristan, you're still sort of in contact with Tristan, mm-hmm. which made it tough for COVID because six feet isn't even enough because he's no. got such elasticism coming from the slimes off of his body gone, and or never forgotten. No, I mean, it's really never even gone. I mean, you can't wash that. You can't get a Tristan stain out of clothes. You can't use WD-40 Tristan on it. stains your shirt. That thing is going to be there for a while. Mm. You might as well just permanently just wear burn. it with confidence like it was meant to be that or way. Burn or it. burn it. Um, huh. Huh. Robert, I had an interaction the other day. Okay. And I was kind of oh, telling you about it, yeah. and I didn't tell Tristan about it, and I'm curious what your guys' take on this is. Okay. So... It was a beautiful interaction. I am. I have lost weight in my life, but yet I still hunger. And I, I think that I have a grasp on my self-control and my cravings, but occasionally I get a rumbly in the tumbly, and I need to make my way to an establishment that uh, sells food-like products, mm. or at least something that can be consumed. Listen, we all have rumblies in our tum- There's tumblies. a lot of products that are sold for being eaten that aren't technically food. They're just a, a myriad of chemicals that have been put together to make something that resembles food. Amen. Mm-hmm. Doesn't do the job quite as well. I think that's like 98% of it's kind of like hiring. It's like hiring a uh, white landscaper. Shit's going to be done, but not done that great. I don't know about that. Um, I don't think don't it'll be it, done as quickly. It wouldn't be in as efficient. That's for no, sure. No, because I, they're going to charge you more an hour, and if they're low hourly cost, they're going to make sure it takes more hours than oh, need be. Oh, That's a yeah. white guy kind of thing. That is. But I'm in the store. I have the rumbly. I'm walking, and, and I'm very focused. I'm not... I'm not... I don't feel in my zone. Mm. You know when you walk out and about in public, and it's rare for certain people. I feel like you might it's a rare thing for you a little bit to just feel comfortable being seen by all. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I have immense social anxiety. Yeah, and, and so do you have moments in, 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 in life? In an ironic way, because, you know, everyone has social anxiety, but... You do have This guy wants to put a bullet jitters. in his mouth when he walks out. Mm-hmm. Into pub. When mm-hmm. he's in Costco, he wants to kill himself. Are there, are there times, and if there are times, what are the exigent circumstances happening to make you feel this way where you feel confident and in your zone in the midst of a large group of unknowns? Strangers. Is it an outfit? Is it a Headphones good hair day? On, you just got that. Yeah. Song are you playing. in a certain? Are you in a certain mindset that you just don't care about who's around you? Have you discarded? No, never. I mean, I I present like I'm very confident because you have to. Hmm. You can't, yeah. You can't be bullied. But you don't. You can't be. But you around. never feel in your zone in the midst of nameless faces. No. Huh. Do you ever like to go out and be oohed and awed at by people? Do you ever go out and think, I would like people to gawk and stare. I'm trying to make a statement by my presence. I would like people to linger their vision in my direction. No, because I uh, am paranoid. This goes back to the immense anxiety? And paranoia. And fear? Okay. There's, okay. Not, no, no, there's no fear. There's a lot of paranoia. That is an extreme version of fear, though. Is it? Well, yeah, it's not like fear, like, it's a different kind of fear. Mm. You know, it's, it's, you're afraid of the things that no one else is thinking of. Mm. People haven't even, it hasn't crossed their mind that that's a possibility, and you sit and wait in the shadows knowing that it looms large overhead, mm. and that it could be an impossible outcome for you in that day. Okay. And other people are like, I actually walk through life unburdened by these fears that you have. Yeah. I didn't even think that that was a thing that could happen. And I'm identifying 17 facial features people are making. And I'm like, why are they? What's going on? What's there? going on? Yeah. And I'm like scanning seven bag? people at once. And I'm like, what are they? Uh, the way she's walking. I don't know. Just, you'd make, like... you'd, you'd probably make a great, like some like security company. Like if you worked for oh, a head yeah. security yeah, company, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'd probably We'd do. catch them all. Oh, you would. You would. You'd be like Ash. Um, Amen. and so I walk into the store. I'm focused. I'm not in my zone where I feel like I want to be ood or odd at. Mm-hmm. And I not and I because there's a certain kind of walk I might take a little bit more of a stride. I'm sh- little, I'm like it, it exudes more confidence. I want people to see. Like, I want people to notice me. But yeah. right now I am dead set. It's a little more shoulders kind of swing. Shoulders have a yeah. little bit more of emotion to them. I'm I, I'm. It's looser. It's not so uh-huh. tight and. uh Poignant. And but in this walk, I'm very poignant. I'm focused on getting food. I'm wearing an all black outfit, hoodie with a rip in it from uh, cutting it open at work on accident. I'm not out there to show off. I walk in, I barely get past the produce section. Older black lady stops me. Hey, excuse me, sir. Yeah? What's going on, miss? How can I help you? And then she looks me in my eyes and says, You're not that cute. And then nothing. And then I'm like, uh, thank, thank you. No, yes, no. Is, I don't even know what to make of it. And then she just chuckled to herself and went about her day. Like she hadn't just completely derailed mine. Like that's a hit and run. That is the equivalent of a hit and run. You have just batted me into the knees. I am now crippled upon the floor, a crumpled mess, and you stroll on like everything is daisies and roses. And so, Robert, you you said that you had an interesting take on 
on why because i i still to this day have no clue why she said it why she felt the need to stop me and say it but it kind of felt like she was gonna stop me to say something else and then got like a closer look and was like oh never mind you're not that cute Mm. but then why the need to verbalize that first of all i love what this lady did (laughs) that's that's a confident that's a confident statement right there. Because here's the difference between you and I. I can understand the simple minded, mm. but I don't know if I can quite reach into the depths of the deranged. And I feel <laughs> like deranged. to be to be dis- I feel like she must be deranged. She must be a loon. No. I, and or if or she's on a different playing field that, have, on a, that I have on never a seen. Far greater playing field. I never field got the invite know. to that playing field. Yeah, no. You're on like I was going to bring up a soccer analogy, but then I realized I don't know anything about soccer. So It's like the Euphrates. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's exactly. And she's in, the, in denial. Because <laughs> I am that cute. <laughs> Hallelujah. So what did she do to me, Robert? What, she bamboozled, bamboozled you. Boy, did she. Yeah, she got you. She got you with a good hook. And what would drive someone to do that? Flirt, flirtation, really? You, flirtatious. So, so you think it was flirtation? No, no, it was a hundred percent flirtatious. And, and so, what do you think then? I what should I have done after? Because I feel like I was, uh, I was stopped short by my own shock and dismay that I didn't think I handled the situation mm. as well as I should have. I feel like if you were put in that situation, your uh, response back murdered. would have been a lot. Five checked. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't. I'd have to take some time to think about it, but just off the top of my head, if she were to, you know, come at me and say, hey, "You know, you're not that cute," and I'd be like, "Oh, appreciate it. You can keep looking, though." Ooh, ooh, that's a bar. That's good. Yeah, I like that. I mean, I my my head wasn't even there because when I looked at her older black lady, she she looked of someone that knew a great gumbo recipe. Mm. Was she attractive? N- no. Do you think gumbo <laughs> recipes go with attractive? Do you ever seen a model and you're like, I bet you she can whoop together some great rice and shrimp. No. No. Did no. she have curly hair? Uh, no, not really. It was okay. she was pretty old. Okay. And like she was, I, I think I think it might have just been at that place where she had lost her filter and was just going to push her horniness onto other people around her. Yeah, sounds like it. But why the need to tell me that I'm not that cute? Why couldn't she because say that's... you're cute? No, because be. Okay, so it, it's another level of flirtation. And mm. when, okay, you, you're going to throw, because that takes a lot to throw that kind of, that that hook line out there. And few I times felt, does I felt it like sink. she threw a bus at me, <laughs> is what I felt like. And, and to the, the passerby, that is what it seems. But to the initiated, that's a, that's a, that's a wafer. A wafer of oh, goodness. I see. I see. Okay. She throws that out there, and by the response, she can gauge everything she needs. Who's to know. initiated I and see. who you are, you clearly responded with an uninitiated. I did. Comment. And that's probably why after she just chuckled and moved and about just, her business because she realized, oh, he's not playing the same game mm-hmm. I'm playing. But when you respond with what you said, confidence. I see. Instead but, ooh, of instead like, of oh, dismay, aren't you confident or? Oh, wow. Aren't you arrogant? I feel like at that moment, I actually had little swirlies in my eyes. I was so <laughs> confused of what happened. Were, like, I had just spun in a circle over and over again. Yeah. And I was stopped, and I'm like, where? 
directionally, where am I looking? Now? You're you're walking down. You were streaking down the field, then a linebacker hit you from the side. So so. What do you think that it had I answered in an initiated way? What do you think is the best case scenario? How do you think that ends? Because I feel like at the end of it, with your pee pee getting sucked, it still ends with me just responding back, and then event, and then I just move on about my my business. That's uh, the start of a conversation. Okay. Yeah. And how often do you have you ever been hit with a line like that? Yes. And that's why that's why I, you know. So so what you're saying is that I should actually be flattered. You should be 100% flattered. Okay. Yeah, that is so okay. flattering. I like that. Yeah. Well, this this has turned it quite around. Where yeah. before I was, I mean, I don't want to say I was offended because I, I choose to not have an opinion on stuff I don't understand. You know? Mm-hmm. And because I couldn't really comprehend what she was trying to say, I felt like conclusions should not be jumped to. I should probably sit and wait in this weird hole she left me in of wondery mm-hmm. and um, and a little bit of shame for some reason. But now that you've put it so eloquently and you've explained to me what her intentions were uh, as an initiated person yourself, speaking to the non, um, is the initiated just people that are high up in the Mormon church? Is that all that is? Are the non-initiated the people that just don't wear the pajamas under their clothes? Initiated people are... Uh, fluently speak the fluently speak the language of taking advantage of and that's what allows you to seize a moment yes i see i see you Perhaps don't grasp i see i see firmly hmm. but yeah gingerly at the same time it's almost like you have a squishier hand like you're grabbing it firmly but it's like jello it's mm. a lot of give to it a firm but soft grasp. That that reminds me of this dude. So the dude that took over the Mormon, um, whatever, uh, after his father passed away, he used to use this analogy where he was like, Our, my followers should be able to be led by a hair. Mm-hmm. And it should be like, you should have so much obedience because if you like pull on a hair, it breaks so easily. He's mm-hmm. like, you should have no resistance when I tell you to do something. That is... Um, Isn't that the truth? I that's mean, a, that's how you. That's, that's how you place to be. Keep a, a firm hand on things. Oh yeah, but that's people not, can get unruly. That's a firm hand, but a see. You need a firm hand, but a soft grasp. Firm hand with a soft touch. You want to lay the stone down. They feel your strength, but they also feel how delicately that you're. Because here's handling the thing. Them. Here's the thing. Strength really is reservation. It is because if I was to hold. 50 pounds and set it down my strength is not the fact that i set down the 50 pounds it's that i can gingerly lay the 50 pound down i don't Mm. let the weight dictate how i let go amen i place it on my time i can i can restrain the weight Mm. i can hold it back so it's having the strength the might possibly but restraining it and that's strength exactly okay it's like it's like when someone gives you someone struggling to give you a heavy object. Yeah. And you eloquently grab it with one hand and place it down. Like you said. Mm. There is no effort behind how you grabbed it mm. and set it aside. It's like the difference between patting someone on the back and then the one dude that feels the need to <laughs> slap you across the back and you're like you have might but not strength. Amen. Strength would have been a light tap because you knew that was needed in the moment. 
Unfortunately, you are blind strength, to circumstances. Strength is strength is the restraint of might. Yeah, indeed. Okay. Amen. Indeed. Oh. Wow. He just answered people's questions of life. You can go home now. Yeah, that thought has been plaguing someone's mind forever. What is yeah. strength? We facilitized it. <laughs> Boy, did we. I like to facilitize knowledge into one place, and that's called the Lost for the Summer podcast, mm. the most religious podcast in the of, planet. Of them all. Really. <laughs> More religious than Joel Steen's podcast. More religious. Well, I would say that's hard, not hard to beat. Um, but we do swindle you a little easier than he does. I don't know. That guy's smooth. I mean, he can lay it down. He can lay it down. That guy fucks. <laughs> Is he that, married? Yeah, but you know that guy can lay it oh, down. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, he for just, sure. Yeah, he can lay it He's down. got Matthew McConaughey energy. He, he, definitely, he definitely pipes down like Patrick Bateman. He's got mirrors everywhere, and he's just kind of flexing. And oh yeah, just at himself in the oh, mirror, yeah. like, oh, look how amazing I am. He has like a like uh, in his bedroom. It's a dome ceiling, mm. like a cathedral oh. of some sort, so that you could just look up at the and see the paint. Oh, my but it's gosh, yeah. it's famous paintings that of is himself. just of himself put into it, <laughs> That's where it's so his cool. face. That is so cool in the art. So the girl just lays up and stares at the at him at the Mona Lisa, but it's him, <laughs> and you're like. It is beautiful southern charm. What is the, like, what is, say you want to make a statement with art. Okay. Art can say a lot, I think. Art can say a lot. If you were to put art in your house, mm. what art would you do? Mm. What would be the, what would be the, the motion you're trying to convey? Would it be statue, painting? Photograph. Oh, you know there would be some some statues in there. I feel like statue and marble. There's a bit of marble mm. across um, across your foyer. Oh yeah, oh yeah. A lot of Soviet era paintings. Yeah, we were just talking art today, mm-hmm. and you were really getting into Russian prison tattoos. Mm-hmm. What what got you into that? You just love the look. I just like the look. What is what does the look say to you? Simple. Simple, a little playful, a little playful and silly because of the extreme circumstances that you're in. Mm. So you have to look at it and it's it's weird, it's dark, but also it's funny because you need a little laughter in your pain filled existence. It amuses you uh, because of the juxtaposition. Amen. Of the art and life. Art reflecting life. Life reflecting art. You know what I love about you, Robert? And it's one of the main things that I appreciate when it comes to conversing with you is that I can say, what does that say? And you give me an answer. And, and you know, I, I've asked many people that. I'm like, what does that say to you? What does that picture say to you? What does that thing say to you? What does that outfit that person's wearing say to you? And they're like, I don't, I'd have never been asked that. What do you mean? What does it say to me? It's just a thing. But I'm I'm so appreciative of the fact that stuff speaks to you. Inanimate objects speak to you. I don't think things speak to me. And I'm going to be brutally honest here. Things don't speak to me. It's me enjoying my own opinion. Oh, is that what it is? 
See, I enjoy well, but we can we can say things speak to me because that's fine. It sounds way better. No, 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 no. Because I mean, if that's what it is, then that's probably what it is for me too. Yeah, and I've never thought about it that <laughs> oh, way. Yeah, yeah, I'm thinking about it I, a, a rational way. I guess I do enjoy my own opinions. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah. I think it's hilarious. I love like, opinions. I'm about to spill the greatest bullshit of all time. I've you know I've never thought about that. I mean, I guess I do love having an opinion. Oh, I think my I think my opinions of other things like me rambling about things is hilarious. Oh, me too. Yeah. But why but here's the weird thing though. There are certain what are the things in life that you choose that you don't want to have an opinion on? Cuz there are certainly things where you're like I don't care to have an opinion. It's almost like actual things, real things. Mm. You're like I don't want to I don't care about this. I mean, I do have an opinion on them, but I But it's not one that you voice, I mean. Like it's not um, one that you typically are jumping to. It's never like Hey, what's your take on uh, the separation of church and state, and like how intertwined should <laughs> yeah. religion and the government it's not be? Funny. Yeah, there's nothing. I don't want to have like, that conversation. Uh, you mean, know, I'm sure you can make it funny, obviously, but yeah, yeah. I don't feel knowledgeable enough to do so. No, personally, not well read enough. No, I do need to get into books. There's so much. There's so much stuff out there locked between pages, mm. and I. I really look at a page of words as if it was a maze. You look you look at a book as it as if it is something you have to do. Not right. something you can choose and enjoy. I mean, I always had a youthful excitement about the idea of reading a book. Mm. I thought the idea of reading books was cool. But the 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 action of the reading The action of reading books is is t- t- toilsome. Yeah, you have to go get your oil changed. That's so inconvenient. My oral changed? Oil. <laughs> it would be oral, too. Yeah, I um, I don't know. How do you start? Is there, like, a slow-pitch read? Is there something? Should I just start with, like, children's books like and work Matt, my way up? Matt books. Matt and, yeah, Pat sat on Matt. Aren't you impressed I know that? I You know, I'm impressed. Those tiny little yellow and red booklets yeah. or whatever the hell those were. Yeah. What was your worst subject in school? None of them. I'm kidding. Spelling. Oh, really? Yeah. Me too. Dude, I had Me a too. fourth grader at the age of 17. I had a sixth grader's <laughs> uh, spelling comprehension. Yeah, reading comprehension was rough for me. Well, but reading, reading, I was college level in like the ninth grade. Reading comprehension, math, science, all that Did far excelled. Knows. Spelling? Get out of here. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Why the, were you so good at reading but not spelling? I don't. I have no idea. Because I was bad at reading and spelling, and math, and science. Mm. I was good at English, just not the reading part. Okay. I was good at writing. Mm. I was pretty good at writing too. Yeah, I don't. I think it. Uh, I think it has to do with the whole dyslexia thing. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. That makes sense. Just could never. You don't know how badly I wish I was dyslexic in a way. <laughs> Do you? And here's what it's it is. pretty inconvenient. I know. And 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 that sounds insensitive to say. That's like saying, sounds silly, boy, I really. wish I was disabled. Like, because then I could have a closer parking spot. Like, that's a silly comparison. I mean, according to some, that would mean I am disabled. According to my mother, I am disabled. I would say you're disabled. Would you? Um. In, in what way? In reality? <laughs> no, but it's not like... Dis- I'm disabled by reality. 
I think well, that's a good it's way. It's like you're it. missing a part or two. It's yeah. like you could you could be abled, but you're just a little disabled. And it's only because like there's these two little <laughs> you're that gears. person, they're walking and you aren't clicking. You know there's something off, but you don't quite know. Or you're talking to someone, and you're like Is he something's different it's in the eyes it's in the eyes is it in the eyes well because you're not looking at it's like um i look to eyes to see excitement to see what you're actually meaning because you can say words Mm -hmm. your eyes give it away yeah your eyes it's like staring at a tv with just static on the screen but then hearing the tv playing in the background i'm like i mean the show's going on 1-800 exactly exactly but it's just visually like, wow i'm super excited call 1-800 and exactly. get your toy for free exactly exactly um like hey look oh dude look i just got a new car i'm super if only, excited if about only we it. had video and you could just stare into the camera blankly right now yeah it is very weird is it how you do that <sighs> probably oh the fact that you do it so often so mm. readily um you and I were chit-chatting about, I was singing food. You're a food guy, Robert. Would you consider yourself a foodie? No. Do you, Foodies do you f- are for fags. Well, here's the thing is because you've you've you cooked me a steak today. Mm-hmm. Um, our predictions were right. It was worse than the first. I don't know what that is. The first time you make something is so much better than the second time you make something. But then the like the... 90th time you make it it's the best it's, it's ever been yeah 100 percent. but it's always the first and second second will always it's because be because you accidentally created the first one and you're trying to replicate the the second and it takes 90 time. tries to do it as good as the yeah. first time i see i see the stakes were good i enjoyed them it wasn't i would say it was it was yeah it wasn't bad no no, no. it was a good cut of meat nothing to write home about it was it was cooked I was impressed with how well I have. I feel like I have a very good grasp on how to properly cook meat. Mm. You, I mean, it's it's a lot of a feeling. You really just got to feel it out. You can't be panicked. It's you more, can't be. It's not. It's not a feeling. It's ca- it's 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 math. You break it down with <laughs> when, the science. When I when I when I cook meat. Um, I, I like to try to take a sedative of some sort beforehand because sometimes my overwhelming energy, like not energy, but just go get them. Mm-hmm. I don't have the, um, what is it? The, the um, wherewithal? No, no. The, um, aptitude. <laughs> I don't have the aptitude for cooking. Okay, I was not going to say It's that. like, I, you need to be, a, you need to be able to just sit in silence with nothing happening for a decent amount of time. Mm-hmm. Not that that's exactly what goes into cooking meat, but if you can sit in silence and enjoy the world just happening around you mm. without interjecting yourself into that world and just being a bystander on the sidelines, you will be great at cooking meat. But if you feel the need to always interject yourself into it, more than likely you're going to ruin the meat. You're going to mm. flip it before it's too early. The juices aren't going to... It's all about the feeling, the timing, just letting it, you know, being able to just be okay with the patience that being it takes to get it right. calculated, not... Exactly. Not erratic. Not not reactionary. Mm. You're going into it knowing what you're going to do instead of just being like, well, we'll see. You, you know? got you to gotta stare at it. Yeah, like blankly. You lo- like, you lost your mother, but feel nothing. Or like you're reading something in a foreign language. Yes. Um, 
And and so so this steak that you've cooked, you don't think that this has started to unlock your journey into food and exploring different kinds of foods and preparation and all that? Do you see that coming in your future? Oh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to being a a well established cook. Mm. Not a great cook, not an amazing cook. Well established, just well established. Can can you know move my way around in a kitchen? You want to be not able to being. S- I don't want to be the status quo pathetic dude who's like I can cook chicken nuggets. Mm, I, I want to be better than than I, than they. Mm. And of course, at the end of the day, I want to be better than I. I mean, that's really what we're all striving for, or at least should be. No, I mean, I, it's, I, it's not. I, what, no, Ian. It, it's not what we are striving for, but it's what we should be striving for. Amen. Clearly, Amen. it's what some of us are striving for. It's for what people that are succeeding are striving for. Being better than I. Can't compare yourself to they. You don't even know they. You don't know what's going on in there. They are on opiates. <laughs> I. They don't show you that. But you want their life, not knowing. You need to be better than I. You too are on opiates, but that's your problem now that you have to deal with. I'm not on opiates. I'm having a schizophrenic breakdown. That is okay. Then maybe you should have taken the pills. <laughs> I'm fine. the The pills make me feel trapped. Oh, confined. Yeah. Maybe that's a good thing. I need uh, to express myself. Well, I was a. Uh, I wrote down a bit of a list. I was thinking of food habits that show immaturity. Mm. And uh, I feel like being able to cook a... Here's the thing. Marinating a meat shows maturity. To marinate meat. You are not last minute, what's in the fridge, what's in the freezer, let's throw this thing together. You're like, throw in no, a no. frozen food I know on what the I'm pan. doing tomorrow. I have it prepared today. We're ready. Mm. Also, can I say another thing? I realized I had... I had let it marinate too long because there's a I I need to shorten the marin uh the meat marinating a little bit. Mm-hmm. It it dried out a little bit. I noticed that it was a little more dry than previous. The steak itself or the marinade? Uh, both. Okay. Okay. Interesting. It just sat too long and absorbed too much of the liquid. Yeah, and then it just kind of dried out. The cold dried it out hmm. a little, a little too much. I see. I see. Well, I got, I got a few of these. I'll throw some out there. I'm going to get your take on these, Robert. Mm. And uh, these are just one-offs that came to my head. And when I think of this, I think of maybe not your immature in everything, but there is some immaturity. Okay. Something is lacking. All right. Throw it at me. You need growth. Hit me like you were hit with that. You're not that cute. If you put ketchup on everything, Ooh. if you dip everything in ketchup, if You're that poor. is your go-to condiment and you stick just doesn't matter what it is. If ketchup is your go-to and you're sticking it on tacos, all sorts of food, that's that's just immature. Can I counter it with if you put ranch on in on your pizza? If you dip pizza in ranch? Specifically pizza? Yeah. I like pizza and ranch. That's pretty good. Okay. Well, I Case in point. Yeah, I would say ketchup on everything because ketchup is such a simple condiment. It's if just... You put Okay, if you put ketchup on your steak. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I've seen people do that. Yeah, congratulations, you grow it's, poor. It's oh. not even, it's not even, well, no, you can be poor and buy A1 sauce. Oh, A1 is for poor people. A1 is pretty good, though. But you could buy other seasonings and other sauces 
that you could stick on and you don't have to res- go to ketchup or you could dip other there's condiments are cheap they're two dollars you could buy a variety of condiments to put on different kinds of dishes but if all you're doing is Heinz ketchup and that's where you're sticking on every meat-based meal that you eat I don't know someone drops you on your head probably I mean you probably have someone one or two more a lumps too hard right right um if you pull off or pick out food from a dish served to you, either order it without it or Ooh. eat it. Ooh. And now this is a little different. If you go to a place, if you go out to dinner and you order and they forget to take it off, I guess, you know, I can overlook it. But if you go to someone's house and they have like tomatoes diced into it and you're like, I hate tomatoes. I need to pick out the tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You didn't. That's a really good one because I have to say I used to do that. I was that person. Really? And I what, was. What, what I, does, I lost my faith. I remember that back in September '79 <laughs> of 2009. But now I realize that's silly. That <laughs> is. That is. just eat it. <laughs> I, I begin to realize food is not scary. Certain foods I don't like are they're not, they're not scary. You can eat it and be fine. What what the. What caused such, a lot happened to me? What caused such uh, <laughs> September food paranoia? And then when did you s- switch and change? What was the what flipped the switch for you to be like, you know what? I need to stop picking things out of things. I was about twenty one years old, and I was like, uh, okay. I'm a grown ass man. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be able to just eat onions. <laughs> yeah, I need to go ick you. Onions are icky. <laughs> And, and and if you if you get a burger and you don't like tomatoes and you order that tomatoes, fine. But I feel like it really comes down to if you're at someone's house and they've made it, and then you feel the need that you can't eat the one portion of it with oh, with yeah. that one thing in it. It's like all right, all big right, thumbs. What down. are we doing here? Um, this is along the same lines. If you go, and I'm curious, maybe what do you think about this? If you mm. go to someone's house for dinner and they've served, like, here's the main dinner, here's the little bit of the side that they've got for it, and you don't eat the side because it's, like, squash, and you don't like squash. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's along the same vein. It's like, you just you you don't have to get seconds, but you got to get some on the plate so they see, Are hey, you, I've tried what you've made. Oh, uh, so you're serving yourself. Yeah. Sh- yeah. Okay. Oh, if they put it on your plate and you don't eat it, I, w- I was thinking if they put it on your plate, you don't eat it. It's so disrespectful. That is kind of disrespectful. Um, but no, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't follow the. You have to put everything on your plate. I put what I want on my plate. Well, no, no, no. If you're going to something where there's a good amount of option, I'll yeah. do that too. Yeah. But if say they had say dinner was steak, asparagus, and you go, I love asparagus. I don't like asparagus. I'm no. not going to touch it. Come and on. so then you only eat the steak, and then you don't Listen, get your asparagus. Your pee is gonna smell for like a day. It's fine. My pee Relax. already smells. <laughs> Drink more water. I know that's a big <laughs> issue for me. Um, would you say that's a sign of immaturity? Yeah. Okay. No. Or no, it's a sign of unthankfulness, which I guess could be a sign of immaturity. Yeah. So I guess it breaks down to immaturity. Yes. Okay. If you dip anything in mayonnaise, oh. I know people that dip French fries in mayonnaise, and those people. I know people that dip hot dogs in mayonnaise. the Holocaust. They, yeah, it was Hitler took his anger out on the wrong people. He should have been a little bit more specific. He didn't realize. Yes, we do need a, a better race of people, and we need to weed out the weak. The weak, though, are the ones that dip things in mayo. Amen. 
Those people are... Those people buy the Nissan that we saw at that first dealership we went to. Yeah. Those people don't see the fact that the whole side of it's been repainted. Those people buy a Kia and flex on everyone how they have a nicer car. Right. A luxury right. car. A luxury car. And that's like, hey, that's a, a Sorento. Relax. Like, please, that's calm a down. a Rio. <laughs> <laughs> calm what are you, down. What are you doing? Oh, you have a Kia Stinger? Ooh. Great. Heated seats. Oh. Nice. That's lovely. So you know how to go into debt well. If you don't eat the crust on your sandwich. Oh, if you if you pick the crust off your sandwich or cut the crust off your sandwich, that's pretty. That's, I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, that I I don't even know because I don't surround myself with with these kinds those of, people. Type of people. I see. I see. I, no, I, I that, that I don't even thought, know where you find these type of that people. thought hasn't entered my mind since. Probably the eighth grade. No, not even. Probably like the fifth grade. Which, can I be honest? Have you ever had an Uncrustable? I don't know what that is. It's like the little, it almost looks like a Hot Pocket, but it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Where it's like they pressed it into a mold, so it's just like, it's like a ravioli, but it's a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Listen. You ever seen those? I have to say, I am thankful for my childhood because of the fact I was poor. Very poor. Mm -hmm. So poor, I was not allowed to be white trash. And so I never experienced those type of things. Yeah. That isn't even, that isn't even, that's, the thing with Uncrustables, if you are buying Uncrustables, if your mom bought Uncrustables for the kids, that's fine. I'm not saying that I would like you to mother my children, but it's okay. Mm. But if you are buying Uncrustables for yourself, you could just go just go find an orphanage and just sign up for it because you should be adopted by parents again and re-raised because you were not well-educated mm. in your youth before. Roe so now you have to does now, need to be en- enacted. It does need to be. And now you need to take your 20s and maybe mid-early 30s and restructure your life because if you're buying Uncrustables for yourself and you can't just make a PB&J at home, I, I don't know. Yeah. And if you don't like the crust, which I've had some cheap loaves of bread where the crust is just kind of blech, eat the crust first, save the good part after. You learn how to push through the bad and then have the reward at the end. I know. Or if you're not going to eat the crust, cut it off and make it into and put it into a meatloaf. Bars. Where, Where does the crust go? You know, you crumble bread oh, like into bread, meatloaf. Oh, like breadcrumbs. Yeah. I see, see. That's good. Yeah, so at least be productive. Don't or, be wasteful. Yeah. Turn it into another dish. If you don't like the crust, make a meatloaf. Mm. Or My, turn it into croutons. Being wasteful with food is... is. Me and my sister often have arguments mm. of food wasting. Okay. Because I... What are some hot buttons for you? I freak out when you waste food. I, I have a full-on yeah, meltdown. Connection. Got yeah, it. got it. Yeah, I got problems. Okay, and there's no denying it. And so when my sister's like, oh, That's good. has a full thing of unused blueberries and just chucks it. Are they were they bad? They just they had been in the the fridge for a couple weeks and she bought more. Why would you buy more? 
you already have. That's that screams I have a void in my life that I'm trying to fill. And when you already have and you're buying again, what feeling are you trying to get conjured up by buying produce? Do you want to feel accomplished? I don't like, know. Like, hey, I'm buying leafy greens. I feel like an adult. Mm. And you already have them at home, but you never mm. ate them. Mm. It's like, is this just decoration? So every time you open your fridge, you can feel like you're a complete person I think as you so. grab the milk for Fruit Loops again? It probably goes back to her trauma of not having food in the fridge. I see. That could be it. You want to be able to glance at We're basil. all dealing with our trauma in different... I and freak out if you waste any grain of food, and she freaks out if there's not plentiful food to throw away. What's the most insane... Th- and, and now, could you... I don't know if you're going to be able to. Take a few steps back from yourself. Don't think of yourself as the norm. Okay. Think of yourself as just an entity floating through space. What is the most insane thing you've ever done to not waste food? Uh, I know, I I know for sure that you eat apples, core and all. Mm-hmm. I know that's a thing. I eat mangoes like apples. Like you eat the skin. Mm-hmm. Is that poisonous to you? No, I'm here. Okay. Um, I'll I'll tell you one I did recently. I bought, um. I went to Costco. Get off your phone, Tristan. You piece of shit. I'm listening to this conversation. Be a part of it. I'm doing it. Okay. Go. It's a disrespect. I know, I know. Um, I bought a couple cases of spinach mix from Costco. You okay. know, they come in that kind yeah, of yeah. plastic box. Yeah. Well, this was getting old. Wilty? Wilty. No, well, it was, it was like, it was spoiled, so it was kind of like, had that waxy slimy. feel on it, yeah, slimy. a little slimy, and yeah, ugh, yeah. And it was it was well overdue. It was ready to be thrown out, like morning dew had laid upon it. Yeah, okay, and discolored. You when you get that dew moisture build up on the lid, and you're yeah. like, ugh, this yeah. is not right. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you just just ate it. It went to town on it. It's gross. Was it exclusively spinach, or was it a mix of other greens? It was a, it was a mix of other greens. So let's say spinach is eat. Throw that in the pan. Oh, cook that yeah. down. Yeah, that was a mixture. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I I com- I commend you for that because I will I I'm really deterred by slimy lettuce. Mm. When lettuce gets old or like gr- the greens get old, I'm like this. I need a little bit of crispness or or that's all it offers to me is some crunch. Mm. And if you don't have crunch, I don't know what I'm eating at that point. I will say if it has mold on it, any type of mold, it's going to the high heavens. It's nowhere near me. Oh, really? I'm not touching it. Okay. And that has to do... With being forced to eat things with mold on it. Yes. Yeah. I... I... Which I think I, I'm i justified okay. in my okay. actions. That's all I'm saying. Loaf of bread. Bread of loaf. One piece has mold. Mm-hmm. Whole loaf gone or just the piece? Has one contaminated the bunch? Oh, well, I mean, we're we're inspecting. Okay, we're, go- we're, we're going, going through. several slices deep. See, hey, I where see. has this mold? Maybe I take the moldy piece and the piece after I throw it away. Oh, yeah, because of cross-contamination. Spores yeah. on the move. Spores on the move. Hmm. That seems fair. Have you ever felt pained after throwing away food? I've felt pain f- uh, by other people throwing food away. 
Okay. But never myself because I never yourself don't throw food away unless unless it's, it's unless like it's fat on the steak or like really uneatable pieces. Okay. You don't like any fat in the steak? Uh no. Not at all. It's disgusting. Really? That's weird. Yeah. Interesting. I've had some. I've had some where it's hard to eat. I've had some though. If you get a good crisp on it, it's almost like mm. the side of bacon a mm. little bit. Speaking of steak, here's another one that uh, you would definitely agree with me. If you get your meat cooked well done, Ugh. if your meat is cooked well done, burger, steak, I don't care. No, 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 no. What I, have, if- I have something further. People ask burgers at McDonald's to be well done. <laughs> what? Yeah, or sausage in the morning. We just take it, throw it back on the grill, and shut it and let it run for another minute. It comes out like a hockey puck. Wh- who and that's is what they order. The fact that you go to a McDonald's and think that there's an option. The what? You want some pink? What do you mean some pink? There's no blood in that patty. There's nothing life. Mm. There's no life in it. That's insanity. That's like. I mean, that's almost as bad as people that'll do like the can I get my fries with no salt? So that you have to make fresh fries, and then you get the fries out, and you put salt on it. It's just, it's just like you're at McDonald's. No, dude, the the people who ask for no salt are literally injuring employees. We can't throw it in the bowl to scoop it. You have to hold the cage that you just dropped it in and try to dump it from there. And so you're just dumping oil on your hand. So none of the girls will do it. They have to ask one of the guys to do it for them because the guys are okay with burning themselves. Wow. Wow. What a sad society. What a sad system of food delivery. Mm-hmm. And then I just don't understand. It's one thing if you're going to a nice restaurant. Yeah. Or like if you go to Red Robin, you have the option of pink or no pink in oh. your burger. That is what you've got because that is the level of quality you're getting from a Red Robin. Mm-hmm. Just pink or no pink. That's fine. But there should be no other asks had should not take place at a Red Robin and a McDonald's. What do you expect? Okay. Well, that's yeah. wild. Um, I don't know where Robert went off to, but hopefully he'll come back. Let's take a fiver, I guess, real fast. Yeah. I have the genetics for good calves. You do? For good legs, really. I would need to. Yeah, I do. I, I need th- to tone it up a bit, and I have been insecure about my calf when I was heavier, and it's just like a, it, you don't have any calf. It's a blob. just a blob. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, if I I need to hit uh, leg day a little bit more, and I think if I can get my legs toned, I'd have uh, I'd have some good set of legs on me. Yeah, one of my better features, I think. I think so. Um, I started to think, what does it say though? That I, I've never. It is so on often that I have someone stop me and say something to me like that, though. Even if it, you're not that cute. Oh. But like to stop and say anything to me, it's probably mm-hmm. why I was so. Un- I was like, what? First off, no one stops me unless they're asking me something genuine. Yeah. Like, that's just a strange instance to just stop and jump into, you mm-hmm. know, hitting on somebody. But, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's not... I'm not going to say it's a great feeling every time. I would say I have it happen to me frequently. But, but my justification or my excuse of why I'm not that attractive is because I'm around so many people quantity uh, the, the quantity yeah. is absurd so like i have a ton of interactions You're bound to have some but kind it's of not i'm not like way. anything special got it yeah um back to the uh food immaturities um 
All right, after getting your meat cooked, well done. This one might hit a nerve with you. Oh, if boy. your favorite pizza is pepperoni. <laughs> oh, he's pissed. Like, guys, he's... Oh, he's pissed. Put on other things. This is a dip. Like, what is this? We need to mm. make... It can be more. It can be... Chicken can be on it. Steak can be on it. So much stuff can be I got on a better this pizza. One. If you like just cheese pizza, get that's out of here. Even worse. Get the that's fuck out of here. even worse. Yeah, if, if that's your if that's your go to is just cheese pizza, Ugh. just cheese pizza. That is it. I can even give you a pass for pepperoni more, but if it's just cheese, sorry, sorry. I don't know, like protein of some sort. Like, what is your? It's just a yeah. And you know, I I'm I can't really argue the fact of pepperoni pizza because I love pepperoni pizza, and I will not have anything else but pepperoni on my pizza. I I yeah. Besides Hawaiian, I, I know do a few love Hawaiian. Love. I like Hawaiian pizza too. I have nothing against Hawaiian pizza, but that's a strange one that I would not expect you to back mm. so readily after it. pepperoni. Pepperoni is by far a step up from just cheese. Now, if I was to choose, if I was to choose pizza, it's not going to be pepperoni or cheese. I'd probably go barbecue chicken. But if I was to choose between pepperoni or cheese, I'd go just cheese. Mm. And and maybe that's a microcosm of insecurity somewhere okay, else yeah. in there. I don't even know Probably. how that works, but like uh, when I'm choose to choose between the two more immature options, I go the most immature option. Mm. Like I'm gonna go extreme with my immaturity when okay, I am. That's fair. And maybe that's why when I get Cinnabons, I only eat the center out and I just throw the rest away. What? I won't. I eat the. I will always eat the crust on my sandwich, but never the crust on my cinnamon roll. That that right there screams immaturity. <laughs> Mini tacos. I didn't have the time. It's a five minute break. I mean, it does scream poverty, if anything. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had those. Actually, pretty good. Hmm. Interesting. Give him one. Nope. Okay. I'll live. Shit's fire. I, um, it's not. Yeah. Uh-uh. Yeah. It smells like poor people. Like if you were hammered, that would be. Oh, amazing. that would be the greatest, guys. Listen, I've been. No, there are definitely foods that are acceptable to eat when f- readily intoxicated. But if you eat those foods sober, listen, you have a problem. I understand. There's there's a difference between it's twelve thirty in the afternoon and you're all, it's it's Thursday. You're on your lunch break and you're eating taquitos for mm-hmm. lunch. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. You're twelve beers deep. You eat a whole cheesecake. Did I do that last night? I'm not saying I did. I'm not saying I did it. But I get it. I get yeah, it. Yeah. There's exigent circumstances that can definitely change the outcome. Yes. And we can be okay with that. Amen. Here's another one. And let me let me elaborate on it. If you get anything cotton candy flavored Uh-oh. other than cotton candy. Uh-oh. Now, you would say off the bat, if you're getting cotton candy, that's immaturity. Yeah, but I'll kidding. give you a pass if you're a female. I like, I cotton candy is fine. It is nothing I would ever spend my own hard-earned money on. I'm trying to think when the I would, last time I, I've had my, cotton candy. If my girlfriend got cotton candy, I would eat some of the cotton candy. Mm. I would never spend Put it a on dime. A puss and eat it off. Yeast infection. That's. I mean, yeah. You better get it off quick. Go very ex. Go higher up on it. You know. Um, candy coat the bean. Maybe Maybe not the vortex. No. Um. Yeah, but but if you guy or girl, if you get anything that is cotton candy, cotton candy flavored ice cream, a cotton candy flavored soda, like cotton candy flavored bang. Bang energy. Yeah, you are. That's immature. There's immaturity there. Congratulations, you're a hebophile. 
Whatever that is. What is it? A hebophile is someone who likes the post-pubescent child that is in the ages of, I believe, 12 oh, to yes. 14. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then like an ebophile is 15 is, to 16 it, or 17. Is like or, 17. Yeah. yeah like 16 to 17 is, is post or pre-puberty. Pre-puberty. Got it. Um, and it makes you sound like more of a pedophile. And I'm stealing this joke because it is a comedian's joke. But it is true. You sound like more of a pedophile if you know the difference. The differences yeah. between them. Yes, yeah, you, you do. sound you like do. a sex offender. I mentioned this one to Tristan. If you get your fries without salt. <clears throat> and let me tell you why. Fries without salt. If you order French fries mm-hmm. and you ask them to not salt them, you have some kind of deep-seated immaturity in you. Because here's the thing. No one is doing it because they dislike the taste of salt on a French fry. Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry, go ahead. Sorry. Well, I was going to say, no one is doing it out of just the dislike for the taste of salt on a French fry. If you're doing that, that is some deep-rooted insecurity where, not insecurity, but immaturity, immaturity, that you don't like the taste. You can't eat salt. I don't know what that is. Or maybe you don't like the mess on your fingers. But if you are doing it out of health-conscientious reasons, don't order fries i was gonna don't say don't think that not putting salt on them is making some kind of health conscious decision like what don't do it just don't make the mistake mm. in the first place I, right? I would have to agree i was gonna say it's either a immaturity or b you're lying to yourself yeah you're lying to yourself it's french fries it's french fries with the salt off of it it's that's potatoes making it better boiled in oil congratulations you're an idiot yeah you're eating maybe the worst thing you can consume food wise yeah i think if you go to most lists will put like fries at the top at any restaurant of like don't eat if you're trying to eat healthy like it's some of the worst thing for you just yeah and then it's just that lie what other lies are there like that where people like take the salt off the french fry what are some other like health things that you'll see people do where it's like what that's not that's not like cheat days well, I don't know if cheat day is a lie because you're not trying to pretend like you're being healthier. Well, but it it's counterproductive. It doesn't make any sense. Like cheat meals? Well, yes. okay. Well, cheat meals, yeah. I can understand a cheat day if you do one week cheat day because no. I think you need to have – because you can only upkeep a certain – Well, that's why you have cheat meals. Like it's okay to eat a little bit every day. Like if you have like one of those – a couple little Snickers well, a day. Every day? That's not a bad thing. Every day? Well, it's about being sustainable because if you do a huge – like a whole day of cheating, okay, okay, that's okay. going to – That gonna, is true. I mean no, you're no, going to no. consume like four or 5,000 calories. That it's going to go way overboard. That is true. I don't it's think, way harder on your – I don't think your, that cheat day should be, hey, let's get up extra early to start pounding the sugar. Um – but if you had a day where you're like, all right, the three meals I eat and whatever, I'm just not going to worry about it being something healthy. Because the other thing, too, is that you have the people where if they start eating sugar on like an everyday basis, even a little bit, they're just mm-hmm. going to overindulge. Which, yeah. I mean, again, at the end of the day, if you really want to be healthy, all it is you have to get self-control down mm-hmm. that you're never going to accomplish actually being in shape if you don't have self-control. Well, but this is more of like a sustainable diet. Oh, yeah. Well, sustainable, yeah. Because if you're just doing a diet for a certain no, amount of time or whatever. I'm not talking about like losing weight. I'm yeah, saying yeah, like, and, st- and that's really the way to lose weight is having a reasonable, balance. sustainable diet. Balance between the two. Like, where you don't indulge when boy, you have a little. Your boy eats healthy, but he's got to have his pancakes. Yeah. I eat pancakes three times a week. 
Although I don't know if uh, there's a lot of things in your life and routines that you have that aren't technically or recommended sustainable. You okay. sustain them. Oh yeah. No okay. one else should even attempt to sustain them. Well, that's. I feel like that that's shouldn't happen. Not fair to other people because I'm not. Because it's just because a cheap meal being twelve voodoo donuts. That's kind of that's. A, I mean, a guy's got to have his can donut. I, can I tell you? Can I tell you something? And I'm not proud of this. My appetite has increased probably double since since you've or triple since you've known me. And why? I don't know. I can eat a lot. It's probably because I have to eat a lot. Yeah. Now, but. <laughs> The other day, it was. I don't. It was. Uh, I think it was Memorial Day weekend. So mm. That Sunday, I got a case, a twelve pack of um, alcohol, okay, of whatever it was, and then I got two bigger plates from Panda Express, and ate. All of it. Two and drink in one place. In so, one so that means you got, you got, I got six, six things of orange chicken and, <laughs> and then two sides of rice. Sit and you went exclusively orange for all six. You didn't even want one to be a little different. You didn't even think maybe I'll try a shrimp. Maybe we'll do teriyaki, mm-hmm. but you just went all orange the whole way. Mm hmm. That is Which a lot. Is probably could, the worst for you. Yeah, that's probably the worst thing you could order at a Panda Express. Yeah, yeah. That is, it's basically just candy chicken. Yeah. That is, wow, that's a lot. Uh-huh. And what push, what, why? I, I don't know. I just, because my appetite, my, I can eat more and more. Mm-hmm. Like I can eat so much food. Yeah. That eating a plate doesn't really do anything for me. See, that's been the thing for me that's been interesting is now that I've lost weight, I, I kind of just starved myself in the beginning, but I got to a place where my stomach has just shrunk. So I'll eat a plate of food and I'll pr- typically be full or like I'll mm-hmm. go out sometimes and I'll eat half the food and I'll be full. Yeah. And I might be like, hungry a little sooner because I don't have as much food in my system, but I'll just get full quicker. Like with that steak we cooked. Well, I only gave you what? Half a steak? Yeah. I can eat two of those easily. I can yeah. eat like two pounds of steak. I, I no could problem. probably eat. I could probably muster up and eat one of those. Maybe, oh, yeah. but not finish the last little bit. And and that one was like a 17 ounce steak. Yeah, it's not, it wasn't large. And it, it's weird because like, I don't know what it is, but I'll just, I'll be starving. Like I'll feel so hungry mm. and then I'll eat a bit of something and I'm just full yeah. completely. I guess it makes sense because of my eating patterns and yours. Because I have to eat, my breakfast is like 1500 calories. Yeah, and I've just been kind of just eating as little as I can for the last like six or seven months. So my stomach is just used to just eating little and not eating anything else yeah. now. But I don't know what's... Because here's the problem, though, is then I get in large gaps where I don't eat enough food in a yeah, day. That's not good. And that's... Because if I'm not eating frequently enough, mm-hmm. then I'm not eating enough food because in my one meal, I'm not eating a f- very full amount of food. So maybe to my own... What do you think are the downsides of eating just mass quantities of food? Financial downsides, probably? I imagine it p- pokes in the budget a little bit. No. I mean, that is true. You are basically eating rocks, potatoes, uh, <laughs> soil, garden soil. I mean, soil. I eat well, but it's like, you know, I've just, it's planned out well so I can get the best prices and I don't have to yeah. spend an absurd that makes amount sense. of money. That makes sense. So it's, I eat strategically, but I eat well. Yeah. Um, the downside, the downsides of eat, be, having to eat large quantities of food is when you happen to go off that bag bandwagon, you just fucking, you can eat. Yeah. You can really just yeah. put it down. Like I had, I had 
a cheesecake about that big last night. No problem. Wow, that is a how. Just, where where do you buy a cheesecake of <laughs> that's the size of a manhole cover, Robert? <laughs> and I just, I mean, I probably ate it within twenty five minutes. No problem. Hmm. I bet you you shit it out in a half a day. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, golly, no. that would do a number on me. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of do miss. I do miss being able to sit down and just put down food. If there's a lot there and I want to eat it, I'm like, I just want to eat it. And then I'll just get full quickly. I'm like, damn, I didn't even get to eat much of this or much of that. And you just kind of... This, it's enjoyable being able to just eat and eat and yeah. eat. You get that dopamine hit also, every time you're eating. Then, well, not always, but also you're like, oh, dude, I gotta eat. I gotta make all this food. It's like I gotta prep all this food for yeah, for that's the week. True. And that's true. That's a good point. And you have to go through all that to make sure you have enough to actually be full, so that you can get through your day or yeah. whatever, and you're not just grumbly and tumbly. Amen. Um, I saw something, it was very, this thought popped in my head. I don't remember what I was watching or what I saw, but if you do me, and and I'm curious what your take is, Robert, and I feel like you might run into this a little more being so heavily in the business world as you are. If you want to do me a favor Mm -hmm. and by making something half off for me instead of completely free, this is a shtick. We are not friends. Don't oh, like yeah. just sell it to me at full price. Don't be but oh, because you know, because we're. I'm gonna give you this. I'm actually gonna do 40 percent off for you. No, what well, are who am I? What is it? Well, it depends. Okay, it, if it's an outrageously high price thing, like if you were selling them a house uh-huh. and you offer them fifty percent off, that's different. But if you're just if it's something that's within like two hundred dollars. Of price, and you're like, yeah, I'll actually sell it to you for half off because I'm your friend. I don't know, but I was gonna say if it's under twenty bucks, then free. Cool. If it's under twenty bucks, that's but if it's cr- over twenty bucks, then I'd be fine. Okay, I would give. I'll draw the line at a hundred. If it's a if it's a hundred pu- and up, pushing it. That's definitely pushing it. Okay, a hundred, I guess would be. Yeah, I'd say twenty bucks. Okay, that's, or if you're I like, think- if you're if you're ha- if you oh like yes. I've been offered a coffee. No, like, hey, that, do you want a coffee? That's what made and me then think they of have, it. They go to have me pay for it. I'm like, wait, I'm paying for it? No, yeah. I'm not paying for it. Right. That's what made me think of it. It was a food. It was a meal. Food or something like that. Where they were like, yeah, oh, we're going to give you this half off because, you know, we're friends. And I was like, yeah, not, okay, 100 bucks. That is a little much. I can understand where if you're selling an item of If it's 100 bucks, they owe you favors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could give 50 bucks. That's a fair, that's a fair, whatever. Yeah. But if it's like $20, $25 for this meal and you're like, "Oh, I'm going to I'm treating you by half offing it." What does that say about your relationship with that person really? How do they actually look at you? That's because it's not as like a loving, you. caring person. No, they don't. I mean, it doesn't even have to be loving, caring. It's strategic and you're just an idiot and you don't know business at that point. Yeah, because if you can't cover the margin of $20, it's a meal. Or but then if you don't want to pay for the whole thing, don't offer. Don't do anything. Just pay separately. Yeah. But if you're going to pretend like you're doing something nice and you're going to make this seem like it's a gesture, like you're here to help me and then mm-hmm. you're just covering $10 of a meal. Yeah. Or like, I got the tip. What do you mean you got the tip? <laughs> oh. I got a tip for you. <laughs> Fuck off. Pay it all or keep your car to yourself. Mm. There's no halfway flex. It's not like, hey, let me cover your two people's meals. Like, if you were at a table with, with four people and you were like, hey, I can cover my meal and your guys' meal, but not your meal, 
Oh, that would be just because I hate that person. Well, okay, okay. Four people is not enough, but it, maybe it was five. And you're saying, I can cover me and these two, and there's three on the other side of the mm-hmm. table. Why? Unless you know that those two unless people are I'm struggling to financially. You. Yeah, unless you're making a point. That's not like a, just cover the thing. Just yeah. cover the meal. Because I've done that. You know, we've gone out with people, and I'm like, I'll, I'll cover those people, and you cover those people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially, yeah, when it's a larger group, and you're like, all right, we got to break it up in half. But that's just such a strange... Yeah, it's like if it's twenty, it twenty five and under. That's yeah, that's insane. Yeah. That's insane. It's a disrespect. It is very disrespectful. It's like I, it lets me know where I rank in your life. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Did you have anything that you had that you looked up and uh, a couple topics and stuff? Yeah. You can hop into. Yeah. Let's see. What do you think? What do you think of this? Caught. Cut. It's a male cat. That's Russian. I really like that. Actually, it's kind of funny. That's actually my. F- that's that's a. That's another prison tattoo. I like that one more than the other ones that you were showing me earlier. Okay. It's a little less like uh, cliche. It's very interesting. Yeah. I do really like this one though. Are you gonna get it with the uh, the hammer and uh-huh. sickle on it? <laughs> and, I mean, and I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. The Morse om- omnibus omnibus omnibus. Yeah. Like death to all, basically. It's kind of silly, but you know, wow. it's something. Hey, do it. Something I like. I'll just get it right here on your chest, right there, with the hammer and sickle right yeah. in your sternum. Right, like right, yeah. Right Any here. girl that lays her head on your chest will just be laying on, <laughs> on the boot of Stalin. <laughs> Amen. Huh. Uh oh, and I'm just. Uh, let's see, what do you think of drowning into darkness? kind of dope that's not bad it's kind of dope are these all the bits for the podcast no no okay. i just was getting distracted <laughs> that's all right um, robert, robert was chasing a squirrel yeah well you know okay so i i was perusing reddit as one does as one does to find very dark things and i all i did was type in insecurities and i want to oh, see what comes up a lot of nudity oh. In, a lot of nudity. Wow, really? How, a lot really? of girls being like, I'm so insecure about my body. Here it is. <laughs> and that led me to the rage-filled re- rant I'm about to impose upon you guys. Okay. Okay. Don't spread your labia apart. Take a picture of your... And say, this is my biggest insecurity. The fuck is wrong with you? Don't do that. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's just a... um. It's like a it's cutesy a, it's way of a, it's posting it. It's a grab it. for attention, and I get that. Yeah. But no, no. I mean, it's it's pretty black. It's like uh, it's a it's a slow pitch way of playing the game. It's like, hey, I'm lobbing it at you. I'm not confusing you or, or changing it up on you. This is just as obvious as I'm making it. There, there's a. I'm an attention whore. There is. Okay, this post. It's a picture of down there, and it's I'm so insecure about my pussy. P-U-U-S-S-Y. I'm starting to lose hope. Hmm. I And it's... It just looks like a normal... Okay. And I saw that and I'm like, where's your father? Probably gone. Yeah. Probably gone. Yeah. More than likely. And it's just... Or probably a little too close to home. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, I saw a lot of that, and I just... On the other side of the camera. <laughs> We're going to make it big, honey. Come on. We want to be open to insecurities. I'm making it big. 
you're gonna make me big. Um, <laughs> I saw this jumping around here. I saw this uh, this Tinder conversation, and it it, it goes. This guy goes. Did you know I can't donate sperm because I'm too short? Isn't that messed up? And the female responds, that's strange. And the male responds, I'm only 5'8", but you have to be 5'10". Why is that a rule? Female, that's absolutely absurd. Find a better place to donate. Male, why do you think I'm on Tinder? (laughs) Ha! All right. Mm-hmm. I mean, ha. I mean, cringy. I mean, it's it's desperate. Maybe. I mean, it's not. Well, here's the thing. Bringing it around because she played into it and was going along with it. It happened to work. But starting off with, oh no, this said this said I got ghosted. Oh really? Yeah, it didn't work. But well, okay, okay. But either way. Starting off the convo, your lead line is complaining about your height and the fact that you can't donate sperm. First of all, why are you so desperately in the need to donate sperm? That would be the first question I have if I was the girl on the other side of the convo. Then you already are not only short, you are wearing your short man syndrome on your sleeve by making your first complaint to be about your height. And of all things, not being able to jerk off into a cup in a facility. Because I'm 1980s so, pornography. So many scary things would cross my mind if I was a female thinking about possibly making my way into your vehicle and exploring the night with you. Mm. I think I probably won't come back. That's fair. I probably will die by a crick. It's so small, it's not only a creek, it's a crick now. Mm, wow. And he'd probably get insecure because, like, why does it have to be small? Well, like, <laughs> well, I bet you they would let this donate. Yeah, fucking. Uh. Hmm. And that leads me to more insecure men. Not. Um, only insecure women want guys who are funny. Oh. And the post says women think guys can just flip a switch and be a comedian. LOL. That's not how life works. Well, not every man <laughs> is a comedian and can make you laugh 24-7. Women don't really care about you understanding about you understanding a joke or laughing at yourself. As much as you can make her laugh and forget about her shitty uh, issues, lives, and insecurities. Well... I mean, okay, here's a question that I have for you, Robert. It has negative six votes. As it should. You're funny. And I would say that, well, listen, you may not be the, you might not be a comedian at the flick of a switch, Mm. but I've seen you talk to people. I've heard your stories with females interactions. You can be funny for females, Mm. especially. I feel like you're most funny with females. Well, actually, no, that's not true. I think you're most funny here because you would scare females. You were your most funny. (laughs) Thankfully, we have no females around most of the time. But I do wonder, and I wonder if you have this, like, what do you do if you're not at least somewhat funny? Like, Mm. if you don't have a grasp on humor. Mm. It's like, how do you, every small talk interaction will go bad if you just aren't 
Like, how do you, I don't even understand how you handle those five minute interactions without being funny if you're trying to make any kind of impression on somebody. You just got to be hot. Or to get, yeah, but that's the other thing. Or it's rich. Like, well, okay. Okay. Or least, an incel. We're not going to get anywhere with an incel. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you could just, you probably end up being that. But at the same time, I mean, you can be funny. You don't have to be, if you know how to make your girl laugh, just find someone that finds you funny. That's all yeah. you have to do. Find, if you're not funny to everyone, find someone that finds you funny mm-hmm. or that at least you can enjoy their company without having to find them funny. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can't, I mean, you can have just good conversations about topical things. Yeah. Maybe you know a lot about sea life and you want to impart knowledge about how many suctions are on octopi and that the technical scientific name for them not called suction cups something else that i don't know because i am i am a quote-unquote funny person that knows very little Mm. wow them with knowledge and information not like a lecture though drop it like nonchalant it's just everyday talking points kind of like how i do kind of like but make it less about the Middle East and their weird hate crimes. If you could do that, that would be better, probably. That would be a little bit more appealing to women. Mm. Maybe something like about a store, something that they know. Got to bring it back to home mm. field for them. Okay. Like, I'll tell you something I did. Yeah. I walked into an HR establishment room. Yeah. And I pitched to them for about, I'd say, six minutes. Of why, because they're in need of a assistant HR. Of why I would be the greatest candidate they had ever hired. Hmm. And I would blow everyone else out of the water. Could you possibly walk me through the pitch you gave them? Because mm-hmm. I would love to know why too. Because <laughs> I thought that us, as our as we get grow bigger into the Lost for the Summer LLC, we need an HR representative. Well, thank you. And I was thinking maybe Robert would be the one to mm. do it. Well, yeah, I'll do my best because, you know, my memory, I te- sometimes I black hey, out. You don't need to memorize. Okay. You are the right candidate. All oh. you have to do is tell me why. You're right. Well, here's why I make. Listen, I have two passions in my life. One is laundering things. and Laundering. The, and, and the second is being a human resources representative, um, which I have a great passion for, and really that's been my hopes and dreams. So I'm hoping you would allow me to at least consider hmm. why I would be probably one of the greatest and not destroy my hopes and dreams. Okay. Listen, I am honest. Integrity is uh, probably fourth most important thing to me. What are the three things that go above integrity, please? <laughs> That's not really important right now. Well, it is important in this interview. I'm interviewing you for this job. Well, I know, but I'm speaking, so you can. That's take not it. how an interview works. That is it. not at all. <laughs> I'm in. I'm conducting right now. Okay. I'm not finished either. Honest, integrity. I'm straightforward. I tell people. What is true and by the book? Do I write the do I write some of the pages in the book and add them in? Yes, but that's what makes me different. That's what makes me a step above everyone else. Hmm. You see, when there's not something that goes along my moral compass, I add it in because I I know what is best for them and this company. 
And that seems, how would you handle the following lawsuits after that, do you think? A lot of money. If we had to have the press, yeah. if we needed to have you speak for the press mm-hmm. after someone came out and suing you because you've now added rules that weren't technically company policy and made someone do that, what is the statement you give to let us save face? How would you handle that? Go. Revisions needed to be made to the rule book, and I was the one who had the strength and courage to enact that feel like that's still kind of throwing the company under the bus like we didn't see that you're supposed to be representing the company and i am you are the representation of the company for the other corporations you need to hold strong for corporate and so did i even break for a second there but to insinuate that there are revisions that need to be made shows that maybe there are holes in the corporate ladder we can't let that slip out to the public and to our future clients no company is perfect. There is always – this is showing growth and maturity on behalf of the company. I see that we're able to acknowledge this is our a, mistakes. This is a brand-new world. Things are changing rapidly, and we are having to catch up. We're not having to. We're allowing ourselves to catch up. We're not perfect. We're going to make mistakes, but I'm here to fix that on behalf of my company. Okay. So please <clears throat> take a step back. Next question. How do you handle conflict in the workplace? Say, Susie Lou goes into the bathroom. Okay. And this is the third time this week where she had removed her uteral padding tampon and left it on the back of the toilet. And forgot to dispose of it. Or maybe, I don't know what her motives were. And now we're getting complaints. And there's heated conflict back at Mary Lou because mm. of her actions that she's taken. Have I spoken How do you to Mary Lou about this? This is the first time. First time. This is the first time. Okay. You bring her to her office. This is a sensitive subject. This is about mm. private matters that we, we need this done discreetly and with poise. Mm. Hey, Mary Lou, can you, uh, can I talk to you for a second? Go ahead and close the door, okay? Uh, yeah, what, what, what is this? Hey, uh, we've been getting some complaints um, about a female leaving uteral pads um, on top of the toilet that have been used. Um, and oh. several, several people have noticed it was, you know, they have found those right after you've finished using the restroom. Um, is something going on? Is... Uh, you know, do you, is that something you do at home or, or what's, what's happening? Oh, I, I mean, I just, I don't, I, I, first of all, I, who are these women that are taking note? Could I have their names by chance? Could I have their names and positions in the company? See. So that I could reach out and talk to them, maybe just to apologize or to get okay. things straight. Well, I appreciate you having that concern, but they would like to remain anonymous and, mm. You know, I, I'm a little hurt that, and that's not really our status quo of assuming gender. You don't know if this is, these are women or not. I see. <laughs> and what I would really like to bring to attention to take all of us out of the equation and to think of others, right? Hmm. This is a biohazard to everyone else. Mm. Well, I just, I didn't even know. I mean, I, I mean, how would you feel if you walked into the restroom and there was a, used uteral pad on the toilet on your favorite toilet 
There is at all times. It's my toilet in my house. It's my pad. Okay. Well, here at um, Big Wig Corporation, we that's against our codes of ethic and and like I said, it is a risk to others. So I'm asking, and you know, this is a statement made to everyone that you not do that. If this content, if and I'm going to leave it there. We don't, you know, I'm assuming it was a mistake and we don't have to have this conversation. Does that sound good? Wow. Nailed through and through. Let me get, let me just critique you real fast. I don't have any critique. I actually just want to break down what you did and where you really succeeded at your most. I like that you kept the issue non-specific to the person. I mean, it was about her, but it was a general, hey, this is the rules that everyone abides by. These are the reasons that we have to lay these things out. This is not some kind of reprimand. I didn't feel like I was being reprimanded. I wasn't targeting you. I felt like you were just here to check on me, actually, to make sure everything was okay and to see that we can get on the same page and that we can move on in peace, in unity, in health and cleanliness, too, especially. Mm -hmm. That is good. Seemed like you played it pretty strict to the books. Love, very detail-oriented. You didn't let a single thing slide. Even when you corrected her about the gender assumption, you did it in a very non-condescending way, like someone that um, that has it together. They know what they're here to do, and they're here to do that and nothing else. And that is what I like about that. Quick question, though. Could you maybe give me an example or a time where you have seen some gaps in the rules that needed to be filled? And what did you do as your own rule that you then wrote into the book? Absolutely. What's one of your better ones? <laughs> I, um, as a human resources professional and have been in this field for 20 plus years, I've seen a lot of... Conduct misorder, some code revision, and violation. Mm. And, I, and I'm and i through and through familiar. This company, Bigwood Corporations, has an incredibly detailed structure to its HR policies, mm-hmm. in which I have been a great part in. But one thing I noticed it was lacking was my pay. <laughs> I see. And this, listen, this not only hurts. This is where the laundering comes in, right? (laughs) This is the other thing you're interested in. Let me tell you why this, why this mistake could be detrimental to the company. This is not about me. This is, this pains me to have to revise that and pay myself more, but it's something I have to do. Them, the corporations increasing HR salary, assistance, leads, Senior supervisors, as a whole, incentivizes them to be more loyal, faithful, and productive. Being more productive allows us to scan these codes to really go into to depth about the rules and possibly find any mistakes or revisions and really keep up on today's society that is rapidly changing as I have stated in the past i mean today's society is on constantly on the fritz and uh it is your words not mine it is much like a jenga tower that could topple and or tumble at any minute and i do demand efficiency and 
preparedness, especially from my HR representatives, because I don't need you. I don't want you to have to when the buzzer beater moment comes across your desk and you have to make split second hard decisions. I don't want you to have to feel like you need to go to the playbook. I want you to feel like you are the playbook. Because you know it so well. You've been so thorough. You know not only what, but why and when and how to apply those rules. How to not only apply them, but how to impart those rules to the masses of people that work for Bigwig Incorporated. I mean, you've answered a lot of my questions. Still would like to know what are the three things higher than integrity, but if that's off the table, it's off the table. Hey, and I don't want to cause a stir. I see that you're a man of few words. You're not here to waste my time. Certainly not here to waste your time. And uh, we would hate to do the same. If I may interrupt, I'm not here to waste the company's time. It's not about me. It's about the corporation. Mm, This isn't about me and you. This is about Big Wig itself. And about CNBC. That just recently bought us out. Amen. And uh, yeah. I know that might sting. You're going to have to be laying off 50% of the workforce. That will be fun if you are brought on. Will you be able to do that? And how? They're doing some budget cuts now that we've been bought out by CNBC. They don't think that people are, quote-unquote, necessary parts of the business model. They think that we can now source everything out to machines exclusively. But there are certain aspects that can't be filled. We're definitely going to have to do a big cut, 40 to 50%. How are you going to handle firing someone? Can you fire me? I may come. I am an employee that has been with this company for 30 years. I have poured my life into this company. I brought my family. I brought my son to bring your kid to work day. Like, I feel attached to this company. But times are tough. Like you said, the world is constantly changing. Jenga tower tipples and topples. How do you let me go? Well, if I may say before we jump into this role play, speaking to you as the question questionnaire, have you ever heard of the dark triad? I can't say I'm too familiar, but the word it's been floated out there before. I've heard it once have or twice. You, I am I am a member of that spectrum. Okay. Of that, I am at the top of the pyramid. Okay. And you may say that is bashful, egotistical of you to say, but one of the things that I incorporate in my routine. I don't, I wouldn't say bashful. If anything, I would say the exact opposite of bashful. <laughs> like there was no kind of like boyish charm and like shyness to that. It was, I am. I am here, baby. <laughs> Look at me on my peak. But definitely egotistical. <laughs> One of the key factors of me is the willingness to do what I need to do for this company, mm. regardless of race, sex, or gender. Religious belief. What about allergies? Do you care about allergies? I do. I do, but that's a different topic, and okay. that's not a part okay. of a, the HR. Because out of race, religion, gender, and all those things, allergies are the one thing you can't choose. Right. That's just okay. at birth. Well, actually, you can you can take upon it, but that's... Oh, you, over you can, And you but can it's prevent still, it it's inflicted with, on with having, you know, localized honey. But that's fine. Um, I've also heard if you keep the womb at a 90-degree temperature for four months of gestation... Gestation? Yes. Gestation. Mm-hmm. 
and then extremely cold, sub-zero temperatures mm. for the last five, it'd also be allergy-free baby. It'll they be baby do have free. a high risk. Of- <laughs> <laughs> and really, that's no laughing matter, Mr. Questionnaire. But then again, you are you are asking it's, me it's the Mr. questions. It's Mr. Bigwig Questionnaire. <laughs> Mr. Bigwig Incorporated Questionnaire. You missed the Incorporated. But anyway, Thomas. I got a, I got a, I got a, I got a package for you. Comes it down, all right? Oh, hey, hey, buddy, hey, how's it going? I was oh. about to clock out for lunch, so oh, you know, I already clocked you out. You get an extra long lunch today. Oh, well, thank you. What's the, uh, what's the occasion? You know, I know it's your thirty year anniversary coming up here uh, tomorrow, and I gotta say, your dedication to this company is a rare gem. You ought, you will really never see in this world we live in today is am, am i right i mean i honestly i can't even believe it myself half the time i remember starting mm. up here at 18 and i was like i'm after the summer i'm out this is it and i mean look 30 years later i'm still the amount of times i've walked in and out of these doors it's almost like home in a way mm. i just i can't imagine life without it i've just really built the uh, friends with all the people around me i love the uh in my employers and mm. it's going great and I love I love your attitude about about this place. It's it's something I really admire and strive to be because you know I've only been here a couple years, hmm. right? Yeah, pretty new. How would you feel about? Because I know this job can be physical. It can it can definitely be stressful at times. Am I right? I mean, I mean, boy, can I? I mean, I, I I know I've you know I've seen everyone, and I think the the strain gets to you, doesn't it? I've I've had a couple nights where I have to cold shower in the shakes, mm. and I just can't I can't get warm. I just got this overwhelming feeling of chills down my body. Just it's been drained, but I know that it's for the betterment of the company, and and I mean I'm just kind of I've taken on the company as myself a little bit. Mm. You know what I mean? And wow, that's I mean, you're a remarkable man, if I may say. And what would you think about, because you have the company's best interest, doing something for the company? Uh, I mean, something, something much honestly, different. Honestly, I would be, I mean, I, I don't have the most padded resume, so I can't say that I can handle any job thrown my way. But I definitely, I would love to at least be able to further my horizons and uh you know, build myself an even more stable nest here with the company. And mm. if that allows me to do that, that'd be great. Cause I mean, we just had the kid and, and, uh, you know, she's home. I mean, she can't go to work. She's got to stay mm. there for at least the next year or two before we can get them um, into daycare. And, uh, you know, so it's just been great that the company's been able to take care of me, my knees, the insurance has been, we were really worried about what we were going to do with that, her insurance, but you guys have covered everything. So I would love to, anything I could do to pay y'all back. That is exactly what I'd like to do. I love it. And let me tell you, we found a way for you to pay us back. Oh, how's that? You talked about Horizons. How would you like to watch the sunset on a beautiful Cabo beach? Like travel and airfare? I ain't never been in a plane travel before. Travel and airfare included. Really? Well, 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 Round what, trip. What exactly would I be doing for the company? You would be taking a six-month pay package. Included within six months insurance added onto that, you'd be taking this vanilla envelope and signing at the bottom. What do you think about that? How would you, uh, you need a vacation? You need. How about, how about I give you, well, what? How about a one month trip to Cabo? How about that? Well, 
I mean, I, I can't say that it doesn't sound lovely. I mean, but when's the last time you took a vacation, uh, Thomas? When, um, what happens at the end of my Thomas, six, what, when's the last what? time you took a vacation? Well, Answer just, me that. I mean, it, it's been at least a couple of years. I mean, I we've, mean been you worked, need, you, we've been worked down to the bone. I mean, short-staffed has been a big thing. And, 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 and that's why you need that, that restful vacation, do you not? In the six months, pay. But what, what exactly, what happens after the... The six months, like, what do I go back to my original thing? That, and that's the beautiful. You or don't. do I? Prim- no. Is it a promotion? Let Am I getting t- promoted? You're getting let go, Thomas. Let let go. Yeah. Like per- permanently. Like I'm no longer with Bigwig. You're taking the permanent rest. But I, the kid, I, I just, I mean, I. I well, things are really tight. I, I can't. I can't. I can't lose my job now. And, and, and I'm glad you realize things are expensive, huh? Well, I mean, stuff is up, on the rise every day, and that's why we're letting you go. We can't afford you. I'm 30 years though. That's and that's the beautiful thing. We don't discriminate here. We're letting you go, one man of 30 years, and we're keeping an intern of 12 12 weeks. That I mean, that just I can't even. I can't see how that's right. That doesn't seem just. I mean, Thomas, I, under, you listen, ne- Thomas, I understand. Thomas, I understand. Thomas, you need to listen to me. This is a new world, and you need to adapt. If you don't adapt, you will die. Do you want to die and lose your baby? Uh, no. Do you, do you no, want to sir. lose your kid? No, do you sir. Want, do you want that kid to grow up without a father? No, sir. Then you will adapt, all right? Do you hear me? Sign at the bottom line. Uh, okay. Here's a pen. Okay. Here's a pen. Sign. All right, and the, and the and the date is uh six seventeen twenty two. Okay, thanks. I'll and take that from you. You don't need to be burdened with this. So, as what now? Well, you know we we know how how long and really the the send off you need. So we have got all your things. We got your locker. Security's at the door. Once you leave here, they'll escort you out of here. I mean, security, you really think that's necessary? I mean, I know my way around the building. I've been here 30 years every you day. Do. You day do. Day in and day out. Yeah. Do I? Okay. Uh, do I let a recommendation or is, is this it? Sure. Why not? Yeah. Well, you know, we'll see. Just give me a call up when uh, when you need that letter of recommendation and, and uh, I'll see what I can do for you. Wow. Thomas, it was, it was uh, it was great working with you. All right, how about you give me a man-to-man handshake? You know what? I don't think I have any further questions for you, Robert. I think that you are the man for this job. The fact that you can eloquently move in and out between talking about people's private parts in their cycle and disturbing unhealthy habits and being able to do that with poise and control, knowing how to bend the rules and still play by the rules at the same time, always looking out for the company's best interest and to be able to, with elegance and authority, be able to shut down possible problems that could arise. I was nervous. What was Thomas going to do? He could have lashed out in anger. Who knows if he had a gun in his back pocket and you were able to sit down take the authority that you needed to do like have you ever thought about getting a tattoo of the hammer and sickle to your chest at all because the authority that you have it's stalin-esque my friend and i think that you will make the exact lead hr representative 
at the company. We're going to promote you to the senior position today. How does that sound for you, my friend? That'll do. And you know, I, I, I appreciate it and I like you. So I'm going to, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that few know. Please. Right. Yeah. No. I mean, I don't know if I can trust you, but hey, on my life, big wig corporations. All right. Well, how would you sign here? I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I got you. I got. I got you. You Dude, thought you were about to get laid skip. off. I thought I right. was. I thought I was exactly out. to fire you. So, okay, <laughs> no. A couple weeks. Oof. I've only All been right. here four anyway. months. Yep. Yeah. Oh, you'll be gone soon. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna let you in on a little secret. What's that? My fourth trade is integrity. My third, gaslighting. Mm. All right. I appreciate it. Thank wow. You. Thank you. And thank you for listening to this week's episode of Lost Summer Podcast. Robert, tell them what is the most important thing in life at all. The skill to manipulate and not feel guilt. Wow. Amen. Put the stamp of God's approval on that I'll one. I'll put the stamp of Stalin's sickle and hammer. Alrighty. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. We will see you next week with another banging episode with HR violations left and right. A little bit of pyramid. A little maybe. bit of scheming. A little bit of scheming for the semen. And a little bit of... Dark triad. Short anger over not letting people ejaculate into cups. Amen. Yeah. Alright. Live long. Die young. Die young.